Thank you for tuning in to Union Wesley Church's podcast. We pray that this message blesses you. But let me title this on Mother's Day, The Most Valuable Player. Don't get mad at me, all right? I want to talk about the most valuable player. Can you say that with me wherever you are? The most valuable player. Amen. Come on, let's, let's work on this one. The most valuable player. There is something to be said, catch the word, about marquee players. Marquee players when it comes to the sports or marquee players when it comes to the arts or music. Marquee players when it comes to actors or actresses. Are you with me? Marquee just simply means exceptional. It means skilled. Marquee simply means outstanding. Marquee people stand out from everybody else or they stand out from amongst the pack. They are popular. They are well known. You may not know them, but you at least know their name. People who make the top of the list in sports, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, or even boxing, are considered the marquee players. Everybody's watching the documentary, The Last Dance, about the last year of Michael Jordan. He was a marquee player. Everybody's comparing Michael Jordan and LeBron James because LeBron James is considered a marquee player. Kevin Durant, I, I, I can run the list, is a marquee player. When you talk about music, there are marquee players. Anybody know that Marvin Gaye was a marquee player when it came to music? The Temptations were marquee players when it came to music. Are you with me? The Dells or the Delphonics were marquee players when it comes to music. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Now listen, can I do this right here for the young adults that are watching live stream? Sir is a marquee player. Drake is a marquee player. Chronic is a marquee player. Khalid is a marquee player. Young adults, that was for you. Listen, you have marquee players when it comes to actors and actresses. Michael B. Jordan, Denzel Washington, Morris Chestnut, Tahaji Henson, Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, just to name a few. Marquee players, exceptional players. Hear me, marquee players are at the top of the list and the top of their game. Marquee players stand out from everybody else. And if we tell the truth, marquee players is what attracts us to go and see certain things because the marquee individual is going to be there. Marquee people are the people that entice us. 
to go to certain venues. Marquee people, they lure us like a worm on a hook lures a fish. Marquee people draw a crowd. Listen, marquee people, they woo us to go and see whatever because they are in it. Marquee people are captivating and marquee people, we will pay what we got to pay because who is in it or who is going to be there? Somebody ought to say, I know that's right. Amen. You ain't paying for just any old yokel okel to show up. They better have some marquee people that are in it. Now, can I make transition right here? Also in the Bible, we have marquee people or marquee players. Most of us, if we don't go to church every Sunday, but we go to church at least for Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter, we know who the marquee people are in the Bible. Are you listening to me? We know people like Eve. We know people like Sarah, Rebecca, Hannah, Ruth, Naomi, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Martha, and Mary Magdalene. Listen, these are marquee women in the Bible who always get attention for Women's Day and Mother's Day. Hear me, these are marquee names that most people know something about who they are. Hear me, these are the marquee persons in the Bible. And these women have made significant contributions. But hear me, sometimes when it comes to sports and sometimes even when it comes to music or even when it comes to being an actor or an actress, sometimes a lesser known person, not a marquee person, comes along and they steal the show. They come along and all of a sudden the attention is grabbed by them. Hear me, sometimes it's not the superstar that's on the court or that's on the football field that wins the major game. Sometimes it's a lesser known individual that wins the game and goes on to stardom. Are you with me? Uh, it was the sitcom Family Matters where Jaleel White was a background character. He was an extra. He was just somebody in the crowd. Hear me, his character name was Steve Urkel. But hear me, this young fella came on the scene with high water pants and his pants all the way under his underarm pit. Hear me, he was famous for saying, did I do that? But hear me, he went from a lesser character to a major player on Family Matters. People didn't care to see anybody else but Steve Urkel. All I'm trying to tell you is in our text today are some people that are not marquee players. They are not marquee individuals. But by the end of this sermon today, you're going to know about some people that you have never heard about before are you listening to me today come on don't you go to sleep right now hear me we have the apostle paul who is a marquee person in scripture everybody knows paul 
Paul is incarcerated in this text for not the first time in Romans, but the second time he's incarcerated in Rome. And he writes what is now his last pastoral letter or epistle before he is killed by Emperor Nero. Paul considered young Timothy to be his son in the faith. Listen, the text says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2, Paul refers to Timothy as a beloved son. No doubt, Paul and Timothy developed a strong father and son relationship. Paul on his second missionary journey came a second time to Timothy's hometown, which is Lystra. It is there that Paul pours into Timothy. And when Paul leaves Lystra for the second time, Timothy accompanies Paul on ministry after his second visit to Lystra. Are you listening to me? Timothy is mentored by Paul. Timothy is taught by Paul. And Paul has so much confidence in Timothy's faithfulness to cause him to take Timothy, pour into Timothy. But after he had taken Timothy, after he had poured into him, he has so much faith in Timothy that Paul sent Timothy to help straighten out problems in some churches that had many problems. Listen, I didn't say that Paul sent Timothy to cause some problems. No, I said that Paul sent Timothy to straighten out some problems in some churches. I could hear somebody saying, preacher, what you talking about? Listen, the greater context of scripture lets us know that Paul had sent Timothy to Corinth, perhaps which was the most troubled church in all of the New Testament. When the Thessalonian believers were being persecuted for their faith, Paul sent Timothy to Thessalonica to encourage them. When Paul was in prison in Rome, he sent young Timothy to Philippi to encourage the believers in Christ to stick in there. And now, in his first and second letter, address to Timothy. We discover that Timothy is in Ephesus. Some false teachers had infiltrated the church at Ephesus. And Paul has sent Timothy to straighten out some difficult situations that have arisen in some churches. Hear me somebody, are you listening to me? Don't go to sleep. Can God use you and me to straighten out some difficult situations? Can God use you and me to make some things not worse, but make them better? Hear me, can God use you and me in a relationship between a husband and a wife, can God use us to make it better? In a household, can God use us not to make it worse, but can God use us to make it better? In a work environment, can God use us to make it better? Hear me, when it comes to ministry and organizations in the church of Jesus Christ, can God use us to make it better? Hear me, make it better. Wherever you are, make it better. Don't, don't make it worse, but make it better. Be a person who is a difference maker. D 
Did you hear what I said? Be a person that is a difference maker. When I show up, I'm going to make a difference. When I show up, Things are going to change. When I show up, things are going to turn around. When I show up, I'm not going to leave it like I found it. Because when I show up, I make a difference. When I show up, Paul is a marquee player. He's popular. He's well known. Timothy is a marquee player. And Timothy is Paul's son in the ministry. That's all great to know, but... But Paul says of Timothy, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, happy Mother's Day somebody, I'm persuaded is in you also, Paul has mentioned some names that some of us might be streaming this morning. You've never heard these names mentioned before in relationship to the Holy Writ or the Bible. They are not regular biblical marquee names. But somebody needs to say with me, somebody ought to say Lois and Eunice. Come on and say it again. Lois and Eunice. These are not popular names. These are not well-known names. These are not names that have drawn large crowds. As a matter of fact, I, I just believe it that a whole lot of us that are streaming today have never heard these two names before. And we're hearing them for the first time. But hear me, I declare that these lesser names are going to steal the show when it comes to Mother's Day. Hear me, these two women, no longer will we be able to say, I never heard of Lois. I never heard of Eunice. Not after today. We will say, I know something about Lois, and I know something about Eunice. Hear me, Timothy's grandmother's name is Lois, and his mother's name is Eunice. Lois is his grandmother. Eunice is his mother's name. So hear me this morning. Behind Timothy's love for the Lord. Behind his strong faith in the Lord. Behind Timothy's deep convictions. Behind his solid doctrinal foundation. Was two women. His grandmother Lois. And his mother Eunice. Timothy was a man of faith and making a powerful impact in the church of Jesus Christ because of a powerful impact that had been made by two women, his mother and his grandmother. They have made a powerful impact in Timothy. And now Timothy is able to make a powerful impact in the church of Jesus Christ. Listen to what Paul says. Paul says that first, that faith first dwelt in your grandmother Lois, then in his mother Eunice, then in Timothy. Anybody know 
You were not the first to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You wasn't the first one. You wasn't the first one to get saved. You wasn't the first one to give your life to Christ. But hear me this morning, but you, like Timothy, had faith that dwelt first in your grandmother and then in your mother. So hear me right now, this is a good time for somebody to thank the Lord that you had a grandmother that had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That you had a grandmother that had a relationship with the Lord for herself. That you had a grandmother that knew something about the Lord Jesus Christ. And that faith dwelt in grandma first. And then that faith dwelt in your mama after your grandmother. And somebody ought to thank the Lord that you had a grandmother that knew Jesus. Somebody ought to thank the Lord that you had a mama that knew Jesus. And hear me, it's in your DNA because your grandmother came to Christ first and then your mother came to Christ come on and thank the Lord for grandma coming to Christ for big ma coming to Christ for nana coming to Christ for granny coming to Christ you ought to bless the name of Jesus that somebody came to Jesus before you because the only way you know something about Jesus is because my grandmother knew about Jesus and my mama knew about Jesus and I'm going to praise him because it dwelt in them first. Somebody ought to say amen and I know that's right. Listen, yes, you came to Jesus for yourself. Yes, you stood on your own two feet. Yes, you came down the aisle and gave the preacher your hand but gave the Lord your heart. But you better be thankful that my grandma and my mama knew Jesus before I did text tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 I know we didn't read it but it says in verse 13 in verse 15 it says of Timothy from a child thou has known the scriptures oh that's good right there from a child Paul is saying Timothy when you were just knee high to a grasshopper when you were cutting your teeth on the pews in the church, you knew the scripture. That's what it says. And the only way that Timothy could know the scripture as a child was for somebody to teach him the scriptures as a child listen let me say this right here it's nowhere in my notes but listen we give our children a whole lot of everything that they ask for we give them iPads and we give them iPhones we give them PlayStation and we give them Xbox but you need to understand we ought to give them the gift that really counts we ought to give them the gift of a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ somebody ought to say man yeah we gotta we gotta give them the gift that counts again Paul says that, that, that they taught you the scriptures as a child and again I say that we need to start teaching our children at a young age the scriptures uh, I know we read all kinds of nursery rhymes and all kinds of children book but listen it's time to crack open the Bible and begin to read the scriptures to our children at a young age because I'm telling you when your back is up against the wall 
Humpty Dumpty that sat on the wall ain't gonna help you. Hear me? You better have some scriptures on the inside of you so that you might be able to make it through your difficulties and your wilderness experience and it only happens when we teach them the scriptures at a young age and hear me somebody children are able to learn so much at a young age they're like sponges they learn more in those early developmental years than they learn in all of their years in school so pour into them the word of God Paul says that they taught you Timothy the scriptures at a young age uh, this mother and grandmother are given credit for raising Timothy. The Bible lets us know that his daddy was a Greek. I don't know where his daddy was, but what I do know is scripture says that his grandmother and his, grand, his grandmother and his mother are attributed to his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, amen. Mothers are the most valuable players. Hear me, brothers. I'm not saying they don't need men, but I'm telling you, mothers are so valuable. Of all of the things that you have done in your life, hear me, mother, listen, hear me today, of all of the things you have done in your life, there is nothing more important than raising your children. Hear me, listen, it's, it's, it's wonderful that you want to go and have a career. It's great that you want to make your own money. It's great that you want to be independent and grow your own business. But you need to understand the most important thing you can ever do in your life is to raise your children. One of our problems today is that we have outsourced the raising of our children to some of everybody else. And we must take the responsibility that God has given us seriously and raise our children in the way that they are to grow. Because if we raise them right, when they get old, they will not depart. Now, hear me, somebody. They might stray a little bit, but some children don't have nothing to come back to because nobody put anything in. But if you put it in them, it will come out of them. Somebody say, I know that's right. Hear me, the most important thing that you will ever do in your life is to raise your children. Being a mother... It's like no other job in the world. There is no job that can compare to being a mother. Hear me, unlike the typical eight to five job, motherhood never ends. Motherhood, you don't clock in at eight o'clock and leave at five o'clock come on i know there's some mothers that are watching me via stream right now and you're shouting amen i know it's right because motherhood is 24 hours seven days a week and i don't care how old that boy or that girl gets you will always be mothering him or her in their life him a motherhood does not have any vacation days 
Motherhood does not have any days off. But you are always on call and on duty when it comes to being a mother. I hear so many shouts of amen and that's right. Listen, motherhood is underappreciated. Motherhood is underpaid. Somebody needs to know today that they can't pay you enough to do all that you do as a mother. You know that it's underappreciated and it's underpaid. When you compare yourself to other women, sometimes you might feel inadequate and sometimes you might even feel inferior. You may think you're not important because you've never earned a college degree. You might think that you're not important because uh, you've never held any kind of office. You might think that you're not important because you've never held down an important job. You might think that you're not important because you never brought home a big paycheck. But hear me, if you taught your child, if you taught your knucklehead son or daughter the ways of the Lord, then you ought to shout, thank you, Jesus. Hear me, if you made your children pray over their food before they eat, anybody remember God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food by his hands we all are fed give us lord our daily bread you ought to shout thank you jesus if your mother taught you how to pray before you go to sleep now i lay me down to sleep i pray the lord my soul to keep god bless mama god bless daddy God bless the whole wide world. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You ought to thank the Lord for your mama. Thank you, Lord, that mama taught me the ways of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, mama took me to church. Thank you, Lord, for all that my mother sacrificed. All that she did just for me. Hear me, mothers are the most valuable player. Amen, somebody. I said amen, somebody. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap of praise for your mother. Amen. For your, for your grandmother. Amen. For the women that have been impactful in your life. And if you remove them from your life, you would not be the man, you would not be the woman, you would not be the teenager that you are right now. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for our mothers. They may not have been, Ronald, they may not have been marquee players to anybody else. Oh, Brother Baker, but they were marquee in my life. And I thank God for the gift of my mom. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, we thank you for your word today. God, your word which gave us a powerful example of two lesser women that most of us have never heard of. But God, our takeaway is if it had not been for them, 
in Timothy's life, Timothy would not be able to be used in an impactful way in the church of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we thank you for our mothers today. God, some are still alive. Others, Lord, have made their transition and are, are in your presence. Oh, Lord, we thank you for each and every one of them. Father, I pray whoever is listening today, if there's somebody here that does not know Jesus, in the free pardoning of their sins, I ask, oh, Lord, that you will draw them for salvation, for rededication. Or God, to join this body of Christ called Union Wesley. Move in this house. Move wherever persons are streaming. Salvation, rededication. Join this family of faith. In Jesus' precious name, somebody ought to say amen. Amen. I encourage you. If salvation is what you need to do today that's just confessing the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior that you would do that today do it right now and then if you want to rededicate do it now if you want to be a part of this ministry amen a ministry that will continue to pour God's word into you help you to grow help you to develop in your walk with Christ amen this is time of decision we ask that you would respond and we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for every decision, every decision that is made for the kingdom of God today. Come on and put those hands together and give God another hand clap of praise for a mighty worship service today. Amen. Uh, God is good. Uh, not some of the time, but all the time. May not seem like it, um, but God knows what's best for me. Uh, and God is always with me. Amen.